Welcome to the Igniting Hope Podcast, where you will experience catalytic encouragement and practical tools to renew your mind with truth instead of lies, so you can experience transformation in your emotions, circumstances, and influence. Let's break off self-limiting beliefs together like never before. The title of today's message is Take Heed to What You Hear. Take heed to what you hear. Now, this is going to be a good one. You know, I usually say that because I don't think I would share something I don't believe is good, but I believe this is going to be especially good. Hey, thanks for the feedback on last week's podcast. And Steve, stop fixating on that. Got some good response to that. If you haven't heard it, that would be a good one uh, to listen to. Hey, Take heed to what you hear. You're going to hear something in this that is going to really, I believe, help you. And we very probably we're going to do a part two to this. So you look in Mark 4, 24 and 25. It says, then he said to them, Jesus said to them, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who have to you who hear, more will be given. For whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. And just Jesus is saying, take responsibility for what you hear. And he ties future abundance into our ability to hear the right things. Now, there's a verse in 1 Timothy 5.19 that I believe gives further insight on what Jesus is saying here. It says, Receive not an accusation against an elder, except in the presence of two or three witnesses. Now, certainly this is a great truth on not... uh, hearing or receiving hearsay information about leaders or others. And and the point that it's making is don't allow what you hear to shape your beliefs about the person you heard something about. Other words, you can hear it, but not renew your mind with it. Now, we can renew our minds. Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And again, obviously, that's talking about positive mind renewal. But we can renew our minds with lies or truth. And just, it's important to know, increasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with truth. Decreasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with lies. That's a foundational teaching from Igniting Hope. And so we realize that we can hear things and not receive them. (laughs) We can hear things and not let them shape our beliefs. Now, it isn't just words that are spoken over us, but it's what we hear in our self-talk. It's what we hear through circumstances that are speaking to us as in the 90s, when I was learning about the power of renewing the mind, the power of hope, I had different things speaking to me, 
trying to send me a message about who I was and about my future. I had a non-successful car trying to speak to me. I had a a uh, small bank account and small salary trying to speak to me. My hair, started losing hair, was trying to send me a message to receive. My church size was trying to send me a message. But I said, no, I, you're lying to me. You're lying to me. I don't deny the reality or the facts of what is happening, but I don't receive. Uh, I'm not hearing what you're trying to tell me. This is what it's really about, and take heed what you hear. Take heed. Be careful in receiving the messages of, of what's being, what is seemingly being spoken to you through your circumstances, your feelings. Now, certainly, this can apply to things spoken to us by people we respect, by others who, you know, take heed, don't, don't hear uh, the, the critical spirit of, of words that are spoken to you. Don't hear the messages of people who are just trying to lock you into your past. Take heed what you hear. Now, another uh, powerful verse on this is in Hebrews chapter 5. And the, the writer of Hebrews is, is going into some deep waters on a guy named Melchizedek. <laughs> and he he says, wow, in verse 11, he says, of whom we have much to say and hard to explain since you have becoming dull of hearing. So he's talking about a people who have become dull of hearing. They, they've grown dull. And verse 12 of Hebrews 5, for though by this time you ought to be teachers... You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. Listen to verse 13. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. And I believe verse 13 where it says, for everyone who needs to drink milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. I believe this is directly ties into being dull of hearing because if we're unskilled in the word of righteousness, we are hearing the wrong things. We're hearing messages to us that we think are from God that really are not. If we're unskilled in the word of righteousness, by the, by the way, it says unskilled in the word of righteousness, not un, just unskilled in the word. And we're, we know we're skilled in the word of righteousness when we do an unrighteous act and we still believe we're righteous. We don't allow the behaviors to shape our beliefs. Now, I'm not saying we, we should be reckless in our behaviors or we shouldn't get help or accountability in what we're doing, but... Uh, if we want to actually behave righteously, the first thing we need to do is believe we're righteous because we cannot consistently do what we don't believe we are. If we, if we believe we're a sinner and trying to act righteous, that belief is going to work against us. And by the way, if we believe we're a sinner, we're going to sin by faith. So being skilled in the word of righteousness keeps us from becoming dull of hearing. 
Because if we're not skilled in the word of righteousness, then what we believe God is primarily wanting to say to us is get your act together, clean up your behavior. I want you to change what you're doing. And basically, we think God's nagging at us and harping at us, and that is going to cause us to not even want to hear what, what the Lord is saying. We're going to become dull of hearing because it's kind of like a, a spouse who is a nagging husband or a nagging wife. They're going to become dull of hearing because they don't want to hear it anymore. But when we're skilled in the word of righteousness, we're not dull of hearing. We've taken heed to what we're hearing. And we're going to actually want to hear God because we, we know that he's primarily, primarily wanting to tell us he loves us, that he's with us, that he primarily wants to tell us about our identity. This is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter in whom I am well pleased. And so take heed what you hear. And I believe this whole thing about being skilled in the word of righteousness. And that's really why I'm focusing in this season in my own life on the 17 chapters uh, of the Bible. Galatians 1 to 6, Hebrews 4, Romans 4 through 8, Ephesians 1 to 3, Colossians 1 and 2. Because I know that if I can get these chapters, if I can get these chapters, hey, can I just tell you something funny? For my, I'm in my studio, and my dog Buddy's in here snoring. Those of you watching the YouTube, <laughs> I just tossed something. He's, he's really snoring so loud. I say, you're, Buddy, you're disturbing <laughs> my podcast. So hopefully that kind of woke him up. And if you hear some snoring in the background, maybe that's just a prophetic word to you of powerful spiritual rest that, that's coming. But I believe, let me get back to my podcast. You guys good? All right. So if, if I'm unskilled in the word of righteousness, then I'm not going to be hearing what God's really saying to me. That's the point. Take heed what you hear. And so today, I believe that the Lord is releasing a grace on you to not receive certain messages that are being sent to you, a grace to not renew your mind with feelings and past experience, but a grace to renew your mind with what He is saying. And, and you are righteous. And so these 17 chapters of the Bible, I say, if we can get those 17 chapters deep into our spirits, then we're going to be skilled in the word of righteousness. And then we're actually going to be hearing what God is saying properly through the rest of the Bible, because we're going to see it through the lens of the finished works. Today, I was meditating in, you know, yesterday and today in Romans 4, 19 and 20. And I love it. And this is a side note. This is, this is probably a future podcast, but let me just tell you what I was seeing in there. Verse 19 of Romans 4 says, Not being weak in faith, Abraham did not consider his own body as good as dead, for he was 100 years old, or the deadness of Sarah's womb. Basically, what he's saying 
is I'm not going to hear or receive what my age is trying to tell me. <laughs> I'm not going to renew my mind with that. Well, that, that's one point. But then what really got me was it says that not being weak in faith. I looked up the Greek word for weak, and it's the same word for sick. Where in Matthew 10 and Luke 9, it says Jesus told his disciples, heal the sick, raise the dead. Heal the sick. So this is the same word, not being weak in faith, not being sick in faith. And it gives me a whole new meaning to Jesus saying, heal the sick. By the way, there's powerful revivalist teachers who are listening, and you heal the the sick, so to speak, in beliefs. There's people with sozo ministries, other types of inner healing ministries who help people break off believing lies and believe truth. And healing the sick is so powerful. And I remember <laughs> I've got a, a ministry, I Heal the Sick. I remember a, a Keith Green, many of you, you know of him, a powerful prophetic musician, great voice in the body of Christ, a hero of faith in the 70s and early 80s before he died in a plane accident. I remember I was in a meeting with Keith Green right after I got saved a year or two later, uh, and he released healing. He was playing from the piano at our church, and then he said, anybody who got healed, I'll come up and tell me later. I went up to Keith Green. I said, yeah, I got healed of something. He said, what? I said, I got healed of unbelief. He healed unbelief in me. He healed the sickness in my beliefs. And I, I just got excited about that and just meditating on uh, Romans 4, 19 and hearing that. To take heed what you hear. Oh, I could say more. I sense there's going to be a part two to this one. Hey, thanks so much for listening and hearing this podcast, or if you're watching it on our Igniting Hope YouTube channel. What a, what a privilege it is to be able to partner with God's dreams and callings and assignments in your life. And if you like these podcasts, why don't you tell somebody else uh, about them and it's it's just so thrilling to hear from you and to hear people who say, Steve, your podcast, bless me. And we are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. And I've already said it, increasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with truth and not lies. And decreasing hope in our life or an area of our life is the evidence we're renewing our mind with lies concerning that. A couple of my favorite hope definitions. Hope is the confident, joyful expectancy that good is coming. And then hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present. And I have the power to help make it so. Remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. A merry heart is good like medicine. 
It's my strength. I don't need strength at the end of the battle. I need strength in the middle of the battle. Pretty much for everybody listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. You know, I've never really found a convenient season to walk in radical joy. There's always a reason why not, why I shouldn't. Whether I'm feeling guilty about being joyful or I'm just disappointed in myself or people in my life, I'm struggling relationally or disappointed in what people are doing or financial things, uh, just bad news in the media, upset over what's happening with the government. (laughs) I've never, it just, it never feels convenient. And certainly we weep with those who weep and we grieve and there's situations where we're, we're going to bring our full self, and it doesn't seem like we're, we're, we're joyful. But I'll tell you this, the joy of the Lord truly is our strength. And I believe our spiritual load-bearing capacity is in direct proportion to the level of joy in our lives. And we stir up joy through thanksgiving. We enter His gates, says Psalm 100. We enter His gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a gateway into joy into many things, but into joy. As we focus more on what we have rather than we don't have, as we increase thanksgiving to God and to people, it increases joy. And then also Psalm 37, verse 4, we step into greater joy by delighting in the Lord. It says, delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. And the context of that verse is the delighter is delighting with unfulfilled desires things that he or she wants to see happen that haven't happened yet. They're called desires, outcomes in prayer, prophetic words, just situations change. But it's in the delighting that releases a key to see the breakthrough because the delighter is stirring up hope and faith and whoo-hoo, Lord, I can't wait to see what you're going to do in this area of my life. I'm so excited to see and I've, I've been doing this lately concerning family issues, and I want to testify. I've seen more breakthrough since the last four or five months that I've really been going after this. I've seen more breakthrough in my family than I've seen for a long, long time. And that just thrills me. The delighter is a hope-filled person who's just not focused on what they need to do, not focused on the problem, but focused on delighting in the Lord. God, you're so big. You're working more than I see you are. Why don't you go on a delighting in the Lord experiment for three or four months concerning areas that want to make you feel powerless, want to put a spirit of heaviness on you. And by the way, people without delighting, without hope, faith people without hope, believe they can't live, fully live until something has happened. Something has shifted. A desire has been realized. But the delighter delights before the desire has been realized. They're living while they're waiting. You're a person who lives while you wait. Hey, before I close, let me tell you, Wendy's doing a a, a master class for mystics. Mystics master class excuse me, on November 1st, 10 a.m. Pacific time. 
I know that's about the time that we here in America go to daylight savings or we go back from daylight savings. So make sure you check your uh, clocks on that. Maybe right before. I can't remember if that's right before or after. And then, yeah, just I want to say again, I said it last week, you know, some people get a little nervous about mystics and mysticism. And I want to just let you know, Wendy's grounded in the word and you know, the new age has hijacked a lot of phrases and a lot of things that, but they're only counterfeits. And I love how Wendy goes after the real, goes after the biblical, shows things in scripture that many people miss because of a fear of pressing into some of those deeper things of God. And that's going to be very powerful. And then also in the middle of the month, and I don't have the dates, maybe, maybe I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, November 17th and 18th, we're doing here in Reading. Uh, Igniting Hope Marriage Retreat, a two-day event, two days of really pouring into marriages. It, there, there'll probably be less than fifty couples who are part of that. We're excited about that because that's going to really be able to bring some specific ministry. Wendy and I are teaching. Uh, Doctor Peter and Melinda Lahai are are there. Connie and Aaron Jones. Uh, we have um, uh, Luke and Ash Anderson, and just. So many of our Igniting Hope team are going to be there. Some of our third years were so powerful. So if you want to be a part of that and that, you can go to that. Or for the masterclass, go to IgnitingHopeAcademy.com. Hey, I'm taking a little extra time today, but let me just release a few words as I pray over you. Uh, yeah, just thank you, Lord. Thank you for this listener of this podcast, who's listened all the way to the end of the podcast. And thank you for their hunger for you and their hunger for hope and their hunger to make a difference. And just as, as, as I, I, I pray over you and just some random things I'm hearing that uh, somebody here who really loves animals, the Lord has given you a love for animals, and you're going to find a way to serve people who have animals, and you may already be doing that, but some are going to find a new way to do that. The Lord's going to use your love for people's animals to open great doors into ministry and to advance the kingdom. Um, I'm also hearing that the Lord is releasing $1,000 blessings on people. And, and you're going to find a $1,000 blessing uh, that's going to surprise you. And, and then uh, I'm, I'm also hearing that someone has gone up higher in, in, in uh, either in ministry or in a business position or has taken on greater responsibilities, and you feel like you're uh, failing, you, you're going higher well, I want to say you're not you're not failing. You're just getting used to a higher level because you feel like, hey, man, I'm emotionally not as doing as well. No, there's greater pressure on you, and and you just hang in there, hang in there. You're going to get used to that level, uh, and higher levels, higher angels. There's higher uh, there's higher resources available to you, and it's so good. Thank you so much for your support and prayer for Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you for those who've sown financially into Igniting Hope. It means so much. If you want to sow a financial seed into us, you can go to ignitinghope.com 
and do that. If you're not signed up for our newsletter, you can go to that same website, ignitinghope.com. Sign up. I do a weekly blog. We've got so many free resources on there. Written many books, many books. You can find them on our website. You can find them on Amazon, written books, uh, Victorious Mindsets. Wendy's written Victorious Emotions. I've written a powerful devotionals, Igniting Hope in 40 Days, Igniting Faith in 40 Days, Igniting Joy in 40 Days. If you're looking for a devotional, and listen, I love my own devotionals. You can open up to any page of those devotionals. You're going to get a quick injection. It really, uh, you're going to find out it's more powerful than you even think, just because one sentence is going to make a big difference. All right, hey, blessings. Looking forward to being with you again on another podcast from Igniting Hope. Thank you so much for listening. You can be a part of our live stream of this Igniting Hope podcast by joining our social media channels on YouTube and Facebook and hitting notifications. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Help us get the message of hope out to more people by liking and sharing this podcast. Also, we have so many more incredible resources for you, including books, events, and courses on our website, ignitinghope.com. And why don't you say this concerning the message in today's podcast? I receive it and I'll never be the same again.